it's Sasha Ann and I'm an actress, singer, and professional makeup artist and influencer. Welcome to the Vibe Podcast where I talk about the hottest trends in fashion, beauty, and entertainment. Hi loves, welcome to the Vibe. This is my first episode of this podcast of many episodes to come and I am here with my first guest. Do you want to introduce yourself? What an honor. Yes, my name is Lo Von Rumpf and I'm the first official guest. That's a big deal. It is a big deal. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, of course. Now, I want you to talk about just what you do and how you got into styling. Yeah. Oh, God. It was a long time ago. (laughs) Uh, We're going on over a decade. And uh, I'm from LA. Well, Orange County. Born and raised. Do you know where Orange County is at? And so, grew up in OC. And then, I was coming to LA, though, when I was a kid. And so I would do like operas and musicals and I worked for the Los Angeles Children's Choir and the uh, Los Angeles Opera Company. And so I did a bunch of performances as a kid and I loved it, obsessed. Like a little gay boy's dream, like to be (laughs) in theater was the best. And so I always loved performing and the, the arts. And then when I was around like nine years old, I signed with Wilhelmina Models. And I was with Wilhelmina, and then I was with uh, LA Models, too, for a bit. Wow. And so I started modeling and acting, modeling like everybody does in LA. (laughs) And then everyone, yeah. And so, and at the time, like, this is like, oh my God, this is over a decade ago. (laughs) Um, But that was at the time with, um, what was that one website? God, it was like everybody would use that web. Model Mayhem. Yes. Model Mayhem. Yeah. No, is it still around? I think so. Oh my god. Or maybe they changed it to something else. Bro, I don't even, yeah. If MySpace is still around, I'm sure Model Mayhem is still kicking. Um, but I remember on Model Mayhem, um, I saw that there were stylists and I was like, oh, that's cool. And I was obsessed with Rachel Zoe. Yes. Remember Rachel Zoe Project on Bravo? Yes. And so I was like around 18 years old and I had booked a shoot and this was for, I believe it was Hudson Jeans. And we were on set, everything was provided. Um, for the stylist, but the stylist just didn't show up. And so they had all the accessories and product, but they needed someone to put it all together. And so the photographer was really frustrated. And so he was like, we just need a stylist. And so I was like, I style, I don't, I hadn't, but you know, (laughs) I just said I did because I loved clothes. I'd styled my friends and myself. And so, and everything was already there. And so that was like my first initial styling thing. Uh, which was cool because it was a really cool campaign. I, was it uh, Seven Jeans or Hudson? Anyway, I did that, and then I became friends with a photographer, and then I remember he called me mm, about like three months later, okay. and I thought, oh, I booked a modeling gig. He's like, <laughs> I have a, a gig for you, um, and it was for, I forgot what clothing company, catalog work. And I was like, I'm so down to work. And he goes, oh, no, not for modeling, uh, for styling. Of and course. so yeah, I was like, do you think I'm ugly? No, <laughs> no I mean, I, it was cool that I got the styling gig. So I was like, yeah. And so that was kind of like my first introduction to it. And then it honestly was just a snowball effect. Okay. And at that time, it's so different now, but we're talking early 2000s. And so when I was in the styling world back then, it was a book, like like modeling, we had our books that we right. wrote with our agency. Uh, but for modeling was, or I'm sorry, for styling it was the same thing where I had to show my work and I would just show it to publicists, managers, agents, Amazing. and try and get my name out there. Right. And so I ended up just taking photos or having a photographer friend of mine 
take photos of all my girlfriends who were models and I'd put them in dresses. I'd charge my, my parents' credit card at Nordstrom, <laughs> get cute outfits for them, style them, and then just make it look like it was a magazine shoot. Fake it till you make it. I feel like we all do that still. Yes. And so, uh, yeah, but it's easier to be caught now because oh, of social true. media. That's definitely So, true. like, saying something was for Vogue back then, it's like there's yeah. only the print version. Yeah. No, you could believe it back then. Because yeah, it, but now you can. Oh, yeah, now. <laughs> and so... Um, I did all these like gorgeous shoots, had my book, which looked legit. And so I started booking actual styling gigs and I loved it. And I, I wasn't trained in it, but I felt like I had a natural eye and I just felt very comfortable in that space. And so my first celebrity client happened when I worked, um, I used to work for Louis Vuitton and Burberry yes. in VIP relations. And so we'd have celebrities come in to get dressed okay. and that's how I would meet them. But they were getting dressed for Burberry, for example, or for Louis Vuitton. But then I would become friends with them or their managers or agents or whoever. And that's when I broke into the world of celebrity red carpet. And so my business became diversified because I started doing red carpets Amazing. and then commercials. And then it just kind of grew from there. And it just kept, yeah, it kept growing. And so, and there were moments where I didn't make anything. I didn't start having any revenue and profit in my company until God real revenue where I'm like, right. this is my business it's and this hard. is sustainable. It was, uh, it was four and a half, five years in five wow. years of grinding hard, doing free gigs, uh, just favors for people trying to get my name out there, like hustling. Right. And so it was a lot of work, but then I started to get paid and which was awesome. Cause then yeah. I had something to back it up and like actual, legitimate work and I right. have a roster now of clients yes and so oh I, you have a lot yeah and so it worked out now I've worked with a lot of really cool people and stuff and I'm over a decade in but at the beginning it was really tough but now yeah here we are today I'm so lucky because I'm like oh thank god my clientele is diversified I have actors actresses reality people influencers a whole array of different types of people yeah some people just and I get this styling wise they keep it to a specific niche market they only work with male celebrities oh. they only do athletes okay. they only work with like R&B and hip-hop artists in the music industry it's really easy to get like in that specific space because you start there and you get comfortable and I was gonna get there because I was working with a bunch of country artists back in the day. <laughs> and I was working with um, Warner Music. Warner, right. And then uh, Universal Music Group in their country division. And so I had a bunch of artists I was working with so I could see how I could end up moving to Nashville and mm -hmm. just working, just I'm the country stylist now. Yeah. I'm like, absolutely not. I mean, no, <laughs> I have people that do it, that's amazing, but like I, I have to keep it, I'm ADHD brain. So I have to keep Aren't it we fun. All? Yes. And so I have to keep it diversified and fresh. Otherwise I get bored. And so it kind of worked in the long run when the strike happens because now I still have clients. And so you hear that guys, you could start from nothing and Yes. You hear it here first. Thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Make something out of nothing here. Exactly. Chicken salad out of chicken shit, as they say. <laughs> Smoke and mirrors. That's what I am. Yeah. But it works. Yes. Mm -hmm. So speaking of styling now, everyone is talking about mental health and body image. I feel like that's huge nowadays. And with like Mental Health Awareness Month, everyone is posting about it. I think we're all self-conscious, honestly. I have not met one 
person in this industry. And I've worked with some of the most beautiful people on this planet, models, actors, actresses, and anyone looking in, they have fame, they have millions of dollars, millions of followers, and they are self-conscious. Because even me, I'm self-conscious of how I look sometimes. Well, not sometimes, all the time. Yeah. Like body image, all, so. We all go through that. Before That's... you start with like your styling sessions, mm -hmm. do any of your clients say, Oh my god, I'm really self-conscious about my body. Can you make sure that you take these pieces out of the showrooms and you don't use these pieces because this is like I'm not confident about this part of myself? Yeah, well I always ask. That's I mean, because everyone has like something that they might not love about themselves. Uh, I don't endorse self-hatred though. Negative self-talk, it's it's poisonous for the right. body. And if you tell yourself something enough, if you tell yourself you're ugly enough, you'll actually start to believe it. And so we have to, not to go in the whole psychology route, but <laughs> our brains, the neuroplasticity oh, no, of our minds. <laughs> but if you carve out that pathway for yourself, every time you say something really negative, um, it begins to stick and you're, yeah. you believe it. And so some of my clients have already done that. And so, yeah, it is a bit of a challenge, but uh, my goal when I meet with someone is to say, okay, what is something that you, it's not your favorite part about yourself? And I've heard the craziest answers. And that's why I always ask now. I had one client, and I would have never thought this, but she didn't love her elbows. It's just something that she just, I don't really like showing my elbows. I'm a little self-conscious yeah. about like this area of my arms, yeah. her forearms and elbows. I was like, okay, we're going to do like three-quarter sleeves. And so <laughs> we have to narrow down our options. But that's her thing, and I wanted right. her to feel comfortable. And so it just depends on the person. Uh, but yeah, I, I lead with that. What's something that you're a little bit self-conscious about or is there any problem area that you want to camouflage um, or is it free reign? And so for the most part, everyone has something. My job as a stylist is to one, make them feel comfortable. And two, sometimes if it is something like I hate my legs, I'm like, well, let's explore that. And yeah. so, and sometimes, it's not that they hate their legs, it's that they had the wrong silhouette for their legs. And so once I put them in something that's more flattering, then they're like, oh my God, I love my legs. Or I feel so much better about them. Yeah. I just wasn't wearing the right outfit to complement my body shape. Right. So that's also something I have to take into account too. But yeah, we all deal with mental health issues and low self-esteem. And I think because the industry... Especially with social media. Social media. Oh my God. Everyone is a social media influencer yeah. at this point in the game. If you have people who follow you and you're posting something, you're influencing, whether it's two people or two million people. And so with that, there's a pressure with it. I also think that in the industry itself, people can be pretty harsh. And when you're on those red carpets, you're getting filmed and photographed mm -hmm. from every angle, high resolution. <laughs> it can cause anxiety. And so I don't think as humans we're so supposed to be equipped to handle that sort of thing and that kind of exposure to getting to see every angle of us constantly at our fingertips yeah. and our phones. And so um, my whole goal when it comes to styling is one, I want the outfit to look amazing, but it truly comes down to how do they feel. If they feel good, they're going to nail it on the carpet. It's all about self-confidence. And so, yeah, it's really important. So there's the fashion aspect of it, but there's so much personal um, psychology that goes into it, making yes. someone feel comfortable. And also something to take into account that I just kind of started to realize like five years into my career, but I'm working with actors and actresses that are done up. 
hair, makeup, ready to go. Okay. Like that's what people are used to seeing them like glamorous. Right. When I see them, we're talking like fresh out the shower, <laughs> no makeup. It's very vulnerable. I'm yeah. usually in, they're in my studio or I'll come to their homes um, and they're naked. And so it's a very personal, all my clients yeah. literally get naked in front of me. Um, some don't, but most are at least in their underwear. Like, yeah, yeah I'm clothing them, like I'm dressing them. So um, it's a very vulnerable act and their comfort level is everything to me. And so whether male, female, whatever, yeah. I just want to make sure they feel at ease. And so, yeah, that's my biggest goal is making sure they feel comfortable and confident. Yeah. Now let's talk about how we met. Oh yeah. How did we meet? How did we meet? Did I, I reached out to you, right? Oh, on Instagram. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You slid into my DM. <laughs> you did. But didn't we have a mutual friend or something? Did we? There was a like a makeup artist or something that you had mentioned to me. I'm not sure. I don't know. I think I was just like, I love the people who you style and I... I think oh, I Oh, did you just find me on like on Instagram? I think so. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. that I think so. I was just like going through your Instagram and I'm like, oh, cute, cute. Okay. I see how it works. Yeah. Okay. And I'll I, I know. That's, social media can be a toxic place, but also though, can be a great place. Yes. Because we met through that, which is awesome. Yeah. I'd say like a lot of my work now comes through just Instagram because people yeah. can see all the stuff you post and decide if they want to work with you or not. And then how did we become friends? It was just through, I guess, styling, right? Yes. I mean, that's the thing which nice about styling. I love it is because, again, you have these like long fittings. You have these moments where yeah. you're going to spend so much time with each other. Yeah, exactly. And so you have to like the person that's styling you and like vice versa. If the energy is good and you feel safe with the person, like a natural friendship evolves, which is awesome. Yes, I love that. Yeah, same. And so I, I think it was like in our... I think about her second fitting. I was like, oh, she's yeah. so cool. And I know you're a, a New York girl. Yeah. And I was like, and sh we have like a very similar uh, aesthetic. We love pink. We love some glitter. Sparkles. We love some sparkle. I'm wearing it. <laughs> yes. We love a good Lisa Frank moment. I love a, a Lisa Frank 90s reference. Yes. And so, yeah, you're down to have fun with fashion. Like, I love that about you. And so the fact that you're like, yeah, let's try that. Or I'm down to wear that color or wear a, like a bold skirt. Um, fashion is freedom and there's only so many people that really embrace that and you're one of those people, which is really nice because I it makes it- experiment. Yeah, experiment, have fun with it. Yes. And just, and even sometimes I'm like, Sasha, will you try this? You're like, I don't like that, <laughs> but I will try it. It's and true. And you give me a win, I, do, I love you for that. Cause you're like, I don't, I don't love that. I don't want to try this, but I'm yeah. going to try it yes. on for you. At first, I was like, no, and I'm not going to try it. And you can't yeah. make me. And then yeah. now I'm like, oh, I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes, which I love, is you'll try it on, and you're like, oh my God, it's so good. And that, that moment has happened yeah. a couple times with us, yeah. which is like the best because it's something that you typically wouldn't have gravitated towards right. but then you see it and you're like oh my god this is really cute which <laughs> makes my job fun because it's like kind of taking you out of your comfort yes. zone a little bit i love it how do you go about styling me how do i go about styling you yes uh well like I, what's the process the, like i tell you like my aesthetic what i want for that and then you just go to the showroom and pick a bunch of stuff out for yeah. you kind of well first i like to know what the event is 
And based on what the event is, if it's cocktail or formal or black tie or whatever, um, we need to figure out like what's the dress code. Once I know that, then I know, okay, let's like go into the specifics of the event. Is this like a movie premiere? So let's say it's like, I don't know, Adam's Family movie premiere. Right. Well, then maybe we're going to want to go with something. Wednesday. Yeah, that has like yes. a little bit of like a Wednesday inspired look. We did or, that. We did. Yeah. Yeah, for Fashion Week. Right. Uh, is that what you're talking about? I think so. It was I did a really cute week, look for you. Also, it was another premiere. It was a premiere before that. I wore like a black. I'll insert like all the red carpet photos off the Yeah, you did a black outfit? Yeah, it was like a long skirt, a long black skirt. Like oh, a, with that corset at the top. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was so good. That was amazing. That was a strong look. And my mom was like, oh my God, you look so chic. Yeah, it was like a New York. It was very, um, I was channeling Posh Spice for that. Yes. One. Victoria Beckham, because uh, I love that aesthetic. <laughs> but that's the thing, and so I have to figure out like what's the vibe, the vibe. The vibe, for, I got it. <laughs> yeah, what's the vibe for the event? And then once I figure that out, I do a mood board, and I do some color swatches. I know what colors look good on your skin, uh, your cool tones, and so I like to do some cool toned colors, like pale blues, silver looks amazing I on you, metallics look great on you. And so I put together a- Sequence? The sequence is great. <laughs> so I put together a, a color story, a mood board, and then I kind of figure out, okay, what, what are some silhouettes? Are we gonna go long, short? This is all the prep work that I'm doing without you. When I see you, it's already done. And it's just like, here's the rack of clothes. But the process of getting to that point, right. it's me, my assistant, I have interns, we're going <laughs> Oh to, my God, you have a team. Yeah, but we're going to get clothes for you and we're going to different showrooms and um, showrooms are for people who are like, what is he talking about? That's just a, a place where they house all these clothes. And so designers will pay to have their clothes at a showroom. So like one showroom could have like five designers. Yeah, so, people don't understand that. Oh, it's a completely different world and it's such <laughs> a small little world like styling. And so, yeah, it's basically like a store for stylists. Yes. But you don't buy anything. It's all lent for the most part. You had to explain all that to my mom at one point. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, I get it. It's, I mean, unless you're doing that for a living, you wouldn't know. Right. Um, but yeah, you have to uh, basically, you put your credit card down, they don't charge you, and they're showroom samples. And so they're just pieces that are strictly for red carpets. Right. Sometimes if you want something, we've done this before where um, I end up buying you something yes. to wear and we'll mix and match and stuff. But um, yeah, it's a whole process, but it's really fun. And then we have the fitting and then right. you know how that goes. So in general, is that your approach to styling? Uh, yeah, mood boards, color stories, always first, figure out the event, the venue. Also, is it uh, outside event, inside event? Uh, is it going to be overhead lighting where it's like a noon carpet? That ugly I, lighting? You could never know. You could never know. You have to be prepared for everything. If it's non-cute lighting, the outfit has to adjust for it. Yes. So stuff like that. I just think of all those things and then, and then we have the actual fitting. But the whole styling process, I mean, that's... That's what goes into it, but for me, I mean, it's it's really transformative. It's right. so cool to see someone go into a fitting, and maybe you don't feel confident, or you had a bad day. There's so many and aspects. And then you're like glowing. Yes, and then I see you in the outfit, and you feel on top of the world. Yes, that's the it's best. That feeling, if I could bottle that up, 
<laughs> that's what keeps me stuck. Take it everywhere with you. Yeah, I'm drunk on that feeling. Like that's what literally keeps me coming back for more because it is like a drug for me. Getting yeah. to see someone light up from within and feel so confident in knowing I had something to do with that, I feel like it's a superpower. I love it. I can't get enough. <laughs> it's a good feeling. Yeah, that's, it's fun to style. That's like my favorite part about it. Right. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts on like current fashion trends? Current fashion trends. Yes. Which trends do you love, Sasha? Uh, you know, I, I feel like the 80s fashion trends or like 90s, that is coming back. Oh, yes it is. And I love it. I do too. I'm not going to shit on any trends. I'm not going to yuck your yum. Like, there, I mean, there are certain things that I'm like, it's not my favorite. The only time I don't like a trend is if I don't feel like it's flattering. Right. Because I'm like, do whatever you want, do you. But if it, it's not flattering on the body, the mm -hmm. silhouette, then, then why do it? Right. So one that I don't love is like, some girls love them, but I'm just not a big fan because it's like 2% of the population that low-rise jeans look good on. It's a really tough silhouette to pull off. It's it's not the most flattering, and it's like a very specific body type that can wear right. low-rise jeans. They were big in the early 2000s. Sure, yeah, but like that Paris Hilton, like the pelvic that. bone Favorite. showing. I love it. Yes, but like Y2K? Not, yeah, it's great. Yes. Love Y2K. That's, That's also thing. coming back. Oh, it for is sure. Back. <laughs> it's, it's back. It's here to stay for a while. Yes. But, but again, like low-rise jeans... I'd say like 2% of the population, it's doable. The rest, like, it's uh -huh. not gonna look good. So that's a trend that I'm like not excited about. Right. Um, but I do love the 90s. I'm a 90s baby. And so I'm Same. so down for a 90s trend. And 80s, like with the big shoulder pads. Love. That's obsessed. great too. Love it. Oversized silhouettes. Oh, I love that women are in this new phase, this new trend of wearing like oversized attire, oh, men's coats. And not everything needs to be like bodycon. Like yeah. there was a time in fashion when it was like every girl on a carpet was literally wearing these sausage casings. <laughs> like they're stuffed into a dress, got your Spanx on, like, you know, you're working it out, <laughs> but it's like not that comfortable. And so it's really nice to see, like you can still rock that look if you want, but right now, like, it's so chic if you are not wearing something bodycon and you have like an oversized blazer right. and like a, like a wide trouser, like menswear. How do you deal with difficult clients if you ever do? I don't deal with them anymore, Sasha. <laughs> no, I always have difficult clients. I, you know, it's so crazy. Like in this industry, I'll, there's a thing. Like if there's a difficult client. Like me, no. <laughs> I wouldn't consider you difficult at all. No, I mean, uh, you've overslept once for a fitting, but we were good to go. You know what? It's all right. I had a migraine. You had a migraine. I came to you. It's fine. Um, you just seemed annoyed on the phone, though. You were like, oh, Sasha, come on. Yeah, because I was like waiting for two hours. <laughs> so I was like, Sasha, like, yeah. time is money, babe. Um, but it's okay. We ended up, you know, making it work, but. Um, I will say with the difficult clients, yeah. you always hear about celebrities like, oh, that person is so hard to work with. Ugh. That person's a nightmare. And anytime you hear that, typically that's probably someone that I've styled. And I say that because publicists who I'm friends with, whenever they have a tough client, mm -hmm. they're like, send them to low. And I'm like, <laughs> could you not? Like I'm, but they know I'm like, I am patient, but I also, I think I'm disarming. 
but the thing that I've realized is I had one client and everyone was talking shit about this person. Oh, she's the worst. She's a nightmare. She's demanding. She's a diva. Do not work with her. Good luck, Chuck. And I was like, no one wanted to work with her. That's what I'm nervous about. You always have to like, first impression is the best. Yeah. But I also remember this, like you could have that one moment, let's mm -hmm. say where you had, like you overslept that one time. Right. Yesterday. But now it's like, oh, Sasha's always late. You're not always late. You don't all, but you could easily be, have that image about you now. Right. If I was running my mouth and being like, this is what she did. And then this industry is so small. I know. Word spreads fast. And like that becomes your thing is like, you're the late person all the time, but you're not, you're actually very punctual. And so, <laughs> yeah. And so even with this client who everyone said she was so difficult and she, and she was, you know, a good name, like well-known in the industry, um, respected, but a lot of chatter about like how she was just a nightmare. And so I worked with her. She was lovely. No problems at all. Okay. She was great actually. And so I actually talked to her about it. I was like, you know, you have a bit of a reputation out there. And she's like, that I'm a bitch. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. It's oh, so, she just said it. Oh yeah. She's like, I know. And so we talked about it. And so if you're having an off day yeah. or maybe your patience is wearing thin or I don't know, you had a bad experience and like some people will take that and run with it. And so I, I give people the benefit of the doubt. Everyone is human. Maybe she just had a bad day. She was awesome with me. I worked with her for years. She was great. And so, um, she might've had like an off moment, but she just became branded as like that difficult actress. And so you really never know yeah. until you have that moment with them. Now, granted there are still very difficult people. I'm at the point now, thank God, knock on, it's not wood, but knock on whatever, that I don't have to deal with that anymore. <laughs> now I have a roster where I can pick and choose my clients, but in the beginning, that's, that's a new territory for me. That's only right. the last, I'd say four years where I can choose who I want to style now because I have uh, enough clients to mm -hmm. sustain me. Um, but in the beginning, oh, I was taking some nightmares on and I had some crazy shit happen to me and I roll with it. Difficult clients, it's, I look at it like we're here in the moment, let me just get the job done and once I'm done, like I can just, it's in the rear view. Be done. Yes, yeah, and go to therapy. Exactly. And, you know, but I, I definitely have a boundary up now. Like I don't tolerate like being like disrespected. Right. Or, you know, there's certain things I had clients who've stolen from me. Yeah. Oh stuff like that. Really? Yes. Yes. It's not fun. That is not okay. No. And so, but yeah, lessons learned. And so that I can, I'd constitute that as like a difficult client. So what happened with, you never got it back? Uh, well, I've had several clients that have stolen. Um, but I'm thinking of like the one offhand. Um, we got the stuff back. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, we got the stuff back, but it took a long time to get it. You're just it. like, listen, I saw who stole that. Give that. Yeah. Or saying they sent it, but they never did. Or, and like, you know, or they lost some jewelry. It's really expensive. And then they're really hard to get in touch with. That sort of thing. Yeah, it could be a bit shady. That's nerve wracking. It is nerve wracking. There's so much it's liability. Stressful in the styling world yes. that the that people don't talk about but there's a lot like the jewelry the shoes accessories clothes all of that's on <sighs> loan so if we're not getting it back someone's going to pay for it right and typically it's going to be the stylist <laughs> my company and so that's why it's important to now i have deal memos and my clients have their credit cards on file and so i've protected myself in that right. way um but everyone on my roster now 
was great. That's so great. I don't, I don't run into that anymore, but early on I was like, oh my God, it's crazy. I know, I know it was tough. Yeah. So before we end this episode, do you have any upcoming projects you want to talk about or anything? Upcoming projects. Uh, what do I have? I'm trying to think. I'm, uh, I'm, my brain is all in like the podcast space right now because I have my <laughs> show. Because I'm like, I have to record like, three episodes in the next like... Which by the way, you also check it out. I'm going to link it down. Oh yeah, yeah. Check out The yes. Low Life. Uh, I do have some styling gigs coming up. I have like three magazine shoots, which is great. Amazing. So we're doing some covers. And it's so weird because we're doing covers for um, spring. And so like right. April of like next year. And right, so, that's how it works. <laughs> yeah, we work so ahead. And so like I was doing in June, the December issue. So it was like 95 degrees or 100 it hit in LA in the middle of June. And like these big like faux fur, yes. you know, That's what coats. people don't understand. Like you, even if it's like now it's fall, but you're thinking about like if you're doing a photo shoot, it's for like the next Something season. in the future. They don't understand that. Yeah. And so it's like you'll be it's, sweating. It's so weird to style something that because we're all in like fall and cozy vibes. Yeah. And so no, I'm doing like spring Hamptons looks. So that's kind of weird, but fun. So I have that coming up. Um, more episodes of the podcast that I'm recording. And um, I'm trying to think of anything else. No, this is the only exciting projects. Like, oh, I have a couple trips coming up, which oh, that's I love. Great. Nashville, New York, that's so fun. Well, Mexico. Yeah. Oh my god, Mexico. Like I cannot deal with Mexico anymore. <laughs> Why? It's so hot and oh, humid. Oh, it is, I know. And I get sick every time I go there. You drink in the water? Maybe. Yeah, you gotta be careful. <laughs> careful with that agua. Mm. Oh no. Yeah. But thank you so much for being on my yeah. first episode. Congratulations to your first show. This is really exciting. What an honor to be your first guest. One of many guests you're gonna be having. And cool. stay tuned for more stylings. Yeah. More oh my God. sessions, more, more red carpets, more red carpet moments. when the strike is over. Yeah, soon enough. I think by January. We'll see. We'll see. It better be because the Emmys are... January. January 15th. Yeah. So hopefully before then. I'm thinking maybe a little after, maybe two weeks after Thanksgiving. I'm hoping. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed and toes and eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to link all of your socials down below. And Perfect. thank you again, and I will talk to you guys in my next episode. Make sure to follow both of us on all our socials. Yay! Bye, loves. Bye, loves.